This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie, and they're now offering a free $20 bet with promo code SGP20. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP20, to get a free dollar bet with your first deposit. And we're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the new daily sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app now and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to 50 bucks. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code slash SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by Sean Green. Sean's latest comedy album, This Lost Hurts Us All, is now available everywhere. iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get economy. Uh, listen, debut number one, boys. Go find it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Golf One Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is Chris Boston Clifford with Steve, the God of Golf himself. Sherman, what's up, baby? What were you ready for this week? We're down uh, getting a little getting a little raised down in the tropics in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, we're definitely taking a big uh, step down in the quality of the, the players this week. I That's mean, an understatement. Yeah, I mean, we were spoiled last week. I mean, really, we've been spoiled the last three weeks. We've had, you know, three pretty good fields in a row. And then we are just back into the dumpsters diving, you know, this oh, week. It's, uh, it's it's right in your comfort zone, too. You love the dumpster, dumpster <laughs> Listen, diving. it's so bad this week that I can't. I don't love the six K range. Like, it, that's how gross it is. Usually, I'm all excited. I got like five guys who I love down there this week. Not so much, uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of gross. Really. If you think about it, it's a really gross week and uh, your boy Stenson's back playing. Like, I swear he's just going, what was the last place we saw him? Was it with Putacano? Like I, he's just getting free trips to the Caribbean. That's all. That's all he wants now at this point in his life. <laughs> like, that's no, the, the, la- the last time we saw him was uh, he missed the cut at the Sanderson, which oh. is, which is not great. Nah, it's not great, Bob. Not great. Not great at all. Well, listen, this is Zozo was fucking great, man. Like I loved it. Like I, I turned off, uh, I turned off the football, uh, like completely <laughs> and just watched everything. Like, I was so ready for the JT Rob duel. And then can't wait came up and uh, fucked me out of money. Buck Munaf out of money. And I'm sure a lot of listeners out of money as well. Uh, I was very upset. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think everybody in the Slack channel was upset. I, I think there was some people who had a little bit of shares in JT, some people a little bad in Rom, and honestly, I I don't think anyone had anything. Can't lie. I mean, I I, I tried to warn it, you guys. If, if if you're listening to this, you haven't joined the Slack channel yet. I mean, I just give all my stats and data, you know, just mid tournament, just to kind of give a gauge of how the leaderboard's shaking up, any live bets, any you know, help you with your showdowns. And one of the guys I actually pointed on Saturday, and I said it was really tempting, was Patrick Cantlay because he had shown really good ball striking numbers and hadn't putt very well on Saturday. The number was eleven to one, I think, and I mean that that seemed pretty low, but I was just like, man, like that's that seems prime to just regress. And sure enough. He gained, I think, three strokes putting that day. Didn't hit the ball very well, but I mean, that was enough because you know they Rahm fucked it up. They gave it away. They yeah, gave they, it away. I mean, what? I mean, what, what's before we get to Rama JT's choke job? I mean, this is, you know, because you and I, we were not very high on Cantlay for the past no. couple of weeks, and 
honestly, I went back and looked at the numbers because I, I like to look at the previous week, just how we did, just like, you know, what went well, what, what, what didn't. And I looked at Cantley's numbers and honestly, I, we probably should have seen it coming. You know, like he has had a very steady progression of improvement in his been ball striking. So- but he had been so bad prior to his like favorite course. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was his favorite course to go in that he played at not this past week, but whatever it was two weeks ago. And it, like he had not been good till then. And the only reason people were playing him was horses for courses type shit. And uh, like, I, I don't know, like maybe we should have seen it. I don't know. Well, all right. So, so there's a ball striking number. So he gained at the, it started the BMW and he got up to a pretty nice start. He gained a shot uh, overall T to green, not great, but, you know, at least it was positive. Then he gained three at the U S open gained 3.9, the Shriners gained 4.4, the CJ cup. And then I was listening to the broadcast and apparently I think he made a putter switch, which this is again, like we need like an Adam Schefter during the week to kind of break this news. Like, Hey, let's see, he's going to change putters. Maybe he got, you know, he tweaked it. And apparently that was enough to push him over the edge. Yeah. And he then ended up gaining eight shots teed green for the week. So I yeah. mean, the crescendo was building. It just seemed it like was. he had to tweak the putter a little bit. And then that was, we'll put him over the top. I mean, props to him. Like I, you know, I've been critical of him not winning more. And yeah, he was a, he was a was, darling. He was a darling for a long time, man. He was like, he was like the stat, like God, like this guy should be winning. Like he's so good in every aspect of his game and he just can't close. I was actually, so because like you said, like, uh, I wish we had an Adam Schefter for the putter. So I've been listening to like PGA radio for like the last like week, like trying to pick up anything, listen to the press conferences, things like that. Um, and they said it's the, uh, I think it was his old high school coach or his college coach or somebody came out like, he's just a real like, can't an introvert and he's hard to read. And you know, uh, it, I don't know. Let's see what he does when the lights are shining on him, I guess would be what I'm saying. Like, I think that's why he doesn't win. Like maybe he doesn't want to be the number one player in the world. Maybe. You know, he, I mean, it's always dangerous to be, you know, a play psychiatrist with these guys. Cause listen, these guys are just, listen. they're on a different level. You know? Yeah, obviously, yeah, but I don't know, man. I, I hated it. Obviously I was very biased because I had Rom all over the place and uh, I really could have used Rom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, that was one of the, I mean, he had that tournament pretty much locked up just because I think he had, I mean, he had what a two shot lead, a one shot lead. Yeah, the all, he had, all, all he had to do was fucking par five. And it really, in, like he really fucked. Was it, was it 13 or was it 15? It was 13 where he 13, really he fucked the up bush. the, the par five. Like what the fuck? Like, how does that happen? That's me on the golf course. Uh, I stripe a good drive. I'm like, Oh my God, I hit a good drive. Oh, way left trap, chunk it out three putt. What? Like, come on, man. Like, well, I mean, so, so he put in the middle of the fairway. I mean, listen, it was 266 yards out. Like he's a long hitter, but that's not an easy three wood, but I mean, he's got so much room, right. And the pin is tucked way to the left that he hits a a little fade with his three wood. Yeah. Yeah. He's the fade. And then uh, off the, off the box was a bad decision. Like, I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah, that, that, well, that was a couple, that was the couple holes later where that happened. But I mean, no, it's, if you're in the middle of the fairway on a par five, that I think was the second easiest hole in the golf course. You can't put in that bunker. You got to no. at least if, if, if you're going for the pin, a, you better make sure you do it. And B you better have a good backup plan and bail, you know, into a proper place. So you just get up and down for birdie. And if he did that, he wins the tournament. He wins it by two. Instead, he puts it in the bunker, hits a pretty crappy bunker pro, oh, you know, out and then two putts for bogey. And yep. that's it. That's it. So, I mean, yeah. that, that was bad. But then, you know, honestly, I was a little sad that Rom, blew it, but 
I was not very sad that JT blew it. I mean, that was. <laughs> You got super salty on him super fast because he, you're right though. He was waggling over the ball. Like how long are you going to take to take your shot, man? Just do it. Like, and, well, God. well, that was the second day in a row. I think on that exact hole that he kept doubting the caddy yeah. with the club choice. And I, I, on Saturday, he backed off the, the approach shot. I think he wasn't covered with an eight iron and he ended up hitting it into the left rough. I think he still got up and down for par, but it, it was a struggle. And then did the same thing again on Sunday. And then he dumped it short. And it's yeah. like, you know what? I mean, like at, at the end of the day, like, you know, I know you're Justin Thomas. I know you think that, you know, you know better, but these caddies, like they know your game, they know <laughs> right, your yardage, exactly. they know yeah. what you do. You got to just trust it at this point. <laughs> right. And honestly, I mean, they're the doctor. Really... They're the doctor Fauci. Yeah. Off, I mean, basically off. you just got to listen to him, but you just got to listen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, overall, I mean, like he was so whiny oh. all weekend. Like, I mean, JT can be a pretty whiny, whiny guy that was turned up to the max. And like, I mean, I was wondering if my audio was dropping out and no, it was because he was just <laughs> F bombing and swearing after every shot. Listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault anybody for F bombing. <laughs> I'm, not, listen, I'm, I'm not either, but it was, it was very whiny. Like there's a difference between like, you know, good swearing and whiny swearing. And, and right. that was whiny swearing. And overall, I mean, like he just, he faked it with the ball striking since Thursday, like Thursday had a really good ball to around. He gained over four shots off the tee with his pro shot. But then after that, he lost strokes uh, with his ball striking round two. He gained about half a shot with his ball striking round three. Gained 0.8 with round four. I mean, like for most other players, that would be pretty good. But Justin Thomas, <laughs> we're not used to that. Yeah. And finally, he was getting carried by his putter the whole tournament. And then finally on Sunday, he just wasn't making any putts. So yeah, Until I mean, fucking he, 18 when I didn't even make 18 for that goddamn birdie that swung like I don't know. Nine hundred, eleven hundred dollars, fucking out of my DK pocket, like that one stupid birdie. Ugh. I know. I mean, well, once he was out of it too, he finally stuck an approach shot. Yeah, fun, exactly, so. exactly. And then he's he's saying, "Please, God, go in as it's going in for his eagle." Oh, fuck you, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, we we've made comments about JT about how mentally tough he is, and it kind of showed a little bit on Sunday that when the going got tough, he kind of crumbled. And then once he was out of it, then he was able to finally loosen up, stick that approach shot and then drain the putt. So, I mean, I, I, with, you know, JT is usually a very popular pick for the masters. You know, one of the knocks on him, it's kind of narrative street, but he puts a lot of pressure on himself because he really <laughs> wants to win the masters. I mean, it's, it, it might be true. I mean, just, he just, maybe he just has had the mentality right now in order to win there, which is weird because it's Justin Thomas. He's won what 15 times on two where he's won a major, yeah. but it's just, it's, it's odd to look at a guy like him and just be like, no, I don't think he's going to close this out. Yeah, it is. It is. It is weird. You're right. It is weird. I don't know. Uh, Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like whatever. We were both off of him hard. And then when he put that performance and I was already pissed off that like I would ride him and then, and then he did it. Then he finally decides to show the fuck up. So I don't know. I'll probably give it a little more thought uh, before I completely fade him again. I literally had zero. 0.0 0.0 JT this week. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, so I went back and thought about it too. And my comment was, yeah, listen, I just, I, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he's going to finish like eighth, ninth, tenth. And honestly, right. in hindsight, that's a perfect guy to use in like cash in draft yeah, yeah, or yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Or like, well, if, if you know that, if you know, he has that high floor, you probably should use him. I, I, like my hate was more from a betting perspective. And I have to do a better job separating the DraftKings perspective yeah, and the betting perspectives. And so 
know, my head, my, my head is my head is much more DFS than it is yeah. batting. Right. And, and so Steve's definitely more of the bat guy, and I'm definitely more of the DFS guy. Uh, that's just the way it is. Um, but uh, so so Tiger's done. <laughs> yeah, he proved me wrong. That Jesus was a Christ. that was a terrible call by me. Uh, I, I, dude, I, I was on board too. Like whatever. Like it, it seemed. I mean, it, it was it was quote unquote air quote his tournament, right? Like that was a course he's comfortable at. Like sets up perfect. No cut event. Not a lot of pressure. Like nice little warm up for the Masters. Nope. 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 Just him and Phil fucking sad as shit with NBC Colts coverage on Sunday. That's their premier group. What like just killing tiger and Phil. Like, why are you making me watch those two sad guys walk around the course, man? Like pick yeah, somebody and, else. Please. Like yeah, you're making and, me sad. I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. I know. And Adam long even topped a three would and still managed to beat them by like five strokes each. So I mean, it, it was the same thing we have seen from tiger ever since ever since really Tory pines back in February, just this lethargic, no energy, just just soulless golfer, just kind of going through the motions, doesn't have any fire, just can't get anything going. And it's really discouraging that we're now on month eight of this and he doesn't play a whole lot. And like, I mean, you could chalk it up a course Russ, but he just doesn't look like he looks like he's tired all the time. Like that's the bigger issue. Just like, and you're right. This was a golf course that should suit his game. Doesn't have to hit a lot of driver off the tee. You know, can use irons and three woods. You know, very comfortable with it. You got, yeah, you got. It's what? it's it's a ball striker's golf course. You got to be good with your irons and just he wasn't good all week. He lost strokes ball striking round one, three, and four. Really, the only good round he had was round two. Um, it was a really discouraging performance ahead of the Masters, and people are just gonna say, oh, well, it's Augusta. You know, they'll turn up, and you know, maybe it yeah, could but happen. It's, but it's also it's it, also in November this year, man. It's gonna be fucking colder, right? Like. I'm not, I'm not as old as tiger. I'm only 37. I feel old as fuck with my back hurts. Like God knows what his back feels like. You know what I mean? In the cold, like swinging it out. Like, dude, it's not, it's not going to be warm in Augusta this year. Like it's going to be, going to be interesting. Like, I, I think, I'll, I think, I think I'm going to end up full fading tiger. I mean, we're two weeks out, but still, like, I think we're based on weather and, and, Jesus Christ, just his current form, man. Like, but then again, it's Tiger at Augusta. So that's <laughs> all shit we got to digest and figure out before that. But we have the Bermuda before that. So, you know, let's focus. Well, on before, that. before, before we move on to the Bermuda, I, I want to play a game oh boy. A buy or sell Boston okay. capper. So I got, I got some names here. Some guy, a mix of guys who just, you know, you were, didn't like last week guys. You really liked. I just want to feel your temperature right now. So okay. uh, um, first guy is, I think, I think a guy we, we both like on the stats, but we weren't really sure about the golf course fit. And yeah. he's just been on a huge tear lately. Yeah. Bubba Watson. Do you buy or sell what he's doing right now? Because he's gaining 2.16 shots T the green over his last four tournaments. I know. And yeah, I mean, you almost have to buy it, especially him going into Augusta. I mean, fuck it. Like we, we, I think we even talked about it. The other podcast, like the, his, his record there versus the rest of the, all the golf courses he's ever played is ridiculous and he's playing well. If he can somehow figure out how to fucking pot, like 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's painful to watch. You can watch him line up for a three and a half foot. You're like, yeah, he's gonna miss this one, and he misses it. It's fucking insane. Like he's he's so bad. He is literally like us, buddy. Like he, like I swear he has no feel, no feel at all. Like he just does yeah. what I do. I think that's an undulation. Uh, I'm gonna tap it a little bit. We'll see what happens. I feel like that's his approach on the fucking greens. It's absurd. But yeah, dude, I, I buy Bubba, man. I mean, he's looked unbelievable off the tee with the approach, everything. Like. He just, he looks so good. Yeah, let's, let's take a look. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- there was, speaking of the putt, there was one putt. I think he hit on Sunday. It was like a four footer. <laughs> I know what you're just, talking about. He just tapped it and it just died at the hole and just weakly just trickled. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that sums up bubble right there, but you know, I mean, he does tend to putt better on like the golf courses that he's more familiar with. So, right. you know, maybe like he can find some faster greens because he gets a bit, maybe it's a more luck thing. Like, I don't know. Like I've never putted on greens as fast as fucking Augusta. Maybe you can get lucky. You know what I mean? Because they go so fast. Like maybe you don't have to have the feel for it. Uh, you can miss hit and I don't know. Maybe it goes in. No. Well, I mean, th- there is something to like, uh, usually better putters have a bigger edge on slower greens because there's a, you know, a speed issue. You got to basically get it to the hole when it's a faster putt, you know, generally the, where they put the pin positions, it's not going to run too far by. So it helps the guy at least get it to the hole. So, you know, no, there maybe. is something to that. No. All right. So I buy Bubba. I buy Bubba. All right. So you buy Bubba. All right. Next guy, you gave an ultimatum last week. <laughs> Do you, are you buying or selling Hideki? I'm selling. I'm selling. I'm selling. I just, I just can't anymore. Like, I mean, you're right. Like his irons are here. His irons aren't anywhere near what they need to be. Still can't putt. So to make him even anywhere near viable, like he has to be able to, he has to be able to, he has to be able to hit those irons and hopefully he can lock box into a good putting weekend. But I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, like with Hideki, like you're right. I mean, the irons have to be a little better. Like he can still lose strokes putting, but like, it's only if he's missing like 10 foot putts, like if he's just around like average, you know, he's still probably making like the closer pots so he can still get his birdies. But yeah, it just, it, it's, it really is the same with, you know, week after week. And now, I mean, the next guy is basically turning into Hideki. Unfortunately, you know, he actually checked off the major before him, but uh, (laughs) Colin Morikawa, we are still now be- in a big slump since the PGA. So buy or sell more. I, st- I still buy more accounts. Dude, that dude is so young. He's so young, man. Like, and, and you got to think like he, he listen, uh, you get the Super Bowl hangover. I don't know. Uh, there's got to be a major hangover too. Uh, and it's not like he is. He doesn't look as bad as the deck. He does. Putty's always been his weak spot, right? Like his irons haven't been great either, but I mean, you can't go from being considered one of the best iron players on tour three fucking weeks ago or a month ago and all of a sudden sell like he doesn't have the track record of heartbreak that Hideki has. So listen, I'm still buying that stock. That kid is young. That kid is good. And he'll be fine. All right. So I'm going to give you two stats. So <laughs> first one is he actually is doing worse than Hideki right now. <laughs> so, so he's gaining 1.23 strokes T the green over his last four tournaments, pretty solid numbers. Yep. He's losing 0.7 strokes per round with his putter. It's that's worse than Hideki. Like that, that is really bad. And what, and why he was able to get better and why he was winning the PGA championships because he actually improved those putting numbers. Like, yeah, right. he would still have a bad performance every now and then, but he would have a blow up round. Right. So his overall averages are good. It's just now consistently bad. He's just consistently mo- losing those strokes. And like, I mean, when you're only getting half a shot per round on the field, it's not enough. Combined, it's it is enough for him. And that's yeah, why he's I, finishing. 
T30, T20, T. You know, he still, can't really I'm break through. Buying. I'm still buying. All right, he'll figure it out. All right, last one. Disregard the price. You <laughs> have to pick one for the your Masters DFS lineup. Uh, okay. All right. Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, or Jordan you? Spieth. <laughs> You're such a cocksucker. Um, gotta pick one. I gotta pick one. Gotta pick one for your Masters DFS lineup. <sighs> this is like choosing how I want to kill myself. By the way, this is this is how <laughs> this is how awesome. This you hate is. all these guys. I fucking hate them all. I'm gonna take Spieth. <laughs> you know how gross that is to say out loud. Listen, really I, I don't believe. Listen, well, here's the deal. I don't believe in Fleetwood at all. He's he's so fake. Like whatever. No, uh, I'll, I'll give me the guy with the course history out of these three. Like Ricky never won a major. Like like whatever. We're still waiting. Still waiting. Ricky, cool pants. Like at least Spieth has it. He looked a little better. And at least at least I know Spieth's gonna score if he can make the weekend. Like he's gonna give me. Six six birdies around, but he's gonna give me five bogeys too. As long as he makes the weekend, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, I gotta take speed. I can hear Tommy cackling right now. By the way, and it makes me even sick. I should just pick the Englishman so I didn't have to hit Tommy. You know, I mean, just looking at the numbers now, I, I think you're right. I think it's speed as bad as it is. At least you do have the course history. Fleetwood is just completely lost right now. Yeah, and lost. whatever, and whatever swing changes Ricky's going through, it's, it's, just, it, it's not working right now. So and what's up? And what is, is, is he, did he changed his putter too. Why? Would I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I heard he did that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, with it makes I no know. sense. Makes was, no he on the was he on the coverage enough in order to see if he actually switched? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when Ricky's on the TV, I just tune out. Yes, I do. I listen just just yeah. out of course history. Like I, I got to take speed. It's fucking gross, but whatever. I got to take speed. Good little story this weekend. Dad was on the bag. Whatever. Yeah. And I do feel bad for the dude. I do. Like I. So I guess it's just a speed truther is that. I, I, so it's kind of like Peyton Manning for me, right? Like uh, like Peyton Manning. Fine. I hated Peyton Manning fans. <laughs> right, so I don't like speed truthers. Well, right? that's, that's like me. I, I like Tiger Woods just fine. I hate Tiger. Right, fans. right. So I don't like the speed truthers. I, I root for speed. Like we all get sad for him when we watch him hitting all those balls in the range the other week. Like it, it's just a complete shit show for that guy. And yeah, I, be, I, I do hope he figures it out, man. Like whatever. Like he's he's a great golfer to watch when he's good. You know, and he actually in reality he's a good golfer to watch when he's not good because you never know what's going to come. That's true. I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if it's a couple weeks from now and speed is in the mix on Sunday, I'm going to be happy for him. I mean, yeah, exactly. That'll be exactly. exciting. It's not, that, it's not that, like I root against the dude. It's just that no. like, it's just like every, every, everybody's like, you got a roster. I'm like, no, you don't though. You know that, right? You can click a different button. You don't have to bet him. He's not good right now. Just because um, he's under 7,000 doesn't mean you have to use him. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Um, all right. So we're down in Bermuda, man. Uh, we've seen this course one time. Well, technically it's not true. We've, well, we've seen it a couple more times. Have we? Yeah. So this used to host the now defunct PGA grand slam of golf. Remember that little exhibition? No. So no. this was, this was something that was on like TNT at the end of the year in like October. This is before they had the wraparound season. <laughs> you are the season. only one who remembers this, Steve. <laughs> I am, listen, I am the God of golf. Of course I remember this. So, this is true. So they used to bring out all of the four major winners for the year 
and then they would play. Now, I mean, this uh, this had been going on since 1980. There was actually one year that Curtis Strange got sick, and they were playing the golf course in Illinois, so they ended up bringing Mike Ditka to play randomly. <laughs> I was supposed to remind you of that. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so instead of bringing like another like golfer, like I mean, like, that was like the first that was the first real like you know match where they brought in like a celebrity who had no business being there actually playing. Is that was out of the pro ams? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know why they chose Mike Dicka, but I mean, I, it's, it, Dicka, there, was a Chicago, there was a Chicago Dicka. connection, but like, yeah, I mean, they just had him play against the other guys. He recorded no score, but, but anyway, so they am moving into Port Royal uh, from 2009, 2014. I, there's nothing to gain for it. It's a four person exhibition. Honestly, I don't remember really anything from it either. I just know it was on and that they had it there, you but were- you're right for, for a Eight. full field PGA tour event. This is the first, this is the second time we'll be seeing it. And it's super short. I mean, it's insanely short, right? It's like 6,700 yards or something like that. Like it, it's crazy short. Yeah. So, the, so on some holes though, because it's actually a pretty interesting piece of property. Uh, there's a lot of good elevation changes. Basically the clubhouse sits right on top of a hill and the golfers kind of feeds downhill around in the surrounds. Right. So there's a lot of uphill shots, downhill shots. Wind is going to be a factor. This week, there's revealing. Oh, we're gonna, um, we're, we, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> the wind is going to yeah, be a factor. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that. But so it's prevailing south wind. So and there's uh, how Robert Trent Jones designed it. Um, there's a lot of holes where there's a crosswind. Saying so, crosswinds generally are the hardest winds for a golfer to do because you know I mean if they have a straight tailwind, they have a straight wind in their face. You know they can do a pretty good job. As long as they keep it straight, they know a club. You know they can hang the wind on. But like if there's a big crosswind, that's when they really don't have a control over the ball. So depending on how fast it blows, you know that can make it kind of tough. But it's uh you know apt because we're in Bermuda. It is Bermuda grass fairways. Bermuda grass rough. Um, the greens run about. <laughs> yes. Imagine it would be weird if it was, uh, you know, like bent grass or something. That'd be awesome. I, that would, I, I would actually prefer that. That would be so much fun to talk about. Like, so Bermuda grass guys, where do we make this up at? Cause it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so the greens are going to run about average to slow just because of the wind. Like if the winds really pick up, I mean, it basically makes them unputtable. They have to run slow. Otherwise they'll just get too quick. Um, you know, like you said, it's about 6,800 yards, but there's a lot of downhill shots uphill shots kind of affect the yardage. Um, you know, it's a very pretty golf course. Uh, the crown jewel is a uh, hole number 16 plays right along the ocean. I mean, honestly, like I, this was the first time I actually scouted the golf course. Cause it, it was an opposite field event last year, at the HSBC. I didn't cover this tournament last year. I wasn't really expecting a whole lot. And honestly, it looks pretty nice. Like it, it looks like, nice. a, it looks like a golf course. I would want to play. Like it's pretty yeah. wide open. Like some, the bunkers aren't like they're not really in play a whole lot. I mean, they're probably in play for us, but like for the pros they are not really in play. Right. There's a lot of places you can really hit it. You know, the problem is there, the wind would probably eat us up though. And, that, and that's something we got to talk about. So, so on Thursday, it's not going to be too windy. It looks like, but Friday it's going to be crazy, crazy winds in the afternoon more too on Friday. What it looks like So right it's now. in the afternoon. Okay. So, uh, so, and, when- and so, it, so this is something that, I mean, listen, we have to check this Wednesday night. Listen, unless you're a real, real degenerate, you're not going to be up checking the <laughs> the wind speeds pre six forty five uh, a.m. because you're getting your kids ready, getting up for work and shit. But you got to check it Wednesday night. Um, I'll, I'll put the link in the Slack channel for uh, the best uh, uh, the best little wind tracker thing. But yeah, it looks like Thursday afternoon is going to be bad. So we definitely want to look at that for. I mean, even for long term, uh, even for the whole 
weak stack for DFS, right? Because if you get some guys out there, they're just going to get destroyed by the wind. Uh, might as well try to take a little edge and go the other way. Well, let me ask you a question. How much do you really believe those like best in the wind stats? Cause no, I honestly, I, I don't believe them at all. Really? Oh no. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I, I meant like best website to track the oh, wind. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> because there's stats you can find like, all right. So, oh, I know. The, so it's the best golfers in wind and it's just the right. best players overall. And just like, I mean, all right. So like really the only thing that you can really capture if you want to like try to for target, like win golfers yeah. guys who are really good iron players. Well, those are just basically the best players overall who are going to play better in the win. Like it, it, honestly, like if you throw a 20, 25 mile per hour win at any golfer, they're going to struggle. Right. Like, and, like I, I see people like spit out like, Oh, he's really good in the wind, but like, <laughs> like, all right, define that. Well, it's funny. So like I was clicking around in my models today, like I, I went to even just moderate wind and it just completely fucked everything up. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I was like, no, I'm not even using the wind stat. No, not happening. Well, um, especially in a field like this, cause they're all bad players. So they're all like, bad. They're- exactly. I was like, holy shit, they're all bad in wind. Oh no. The, uh, I typically though, I, what's funny is, is I have no rhyme or reason for this. I just assume it's windy in England all the time and in Australia. So uh, I look at those players a little more if I think it's going to be windy. I'm yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I guess I might talk about one later. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can go that angle. I mean, so I, I think just like approaching this, there's some things to keep in mind. First of all, these are mostly average to below average players in this field. So most average to below average players on the PGA Tour who are just trying to you know keep their car and get by, like distance is such a massive advantage on the PGA tour in order to score. So what these guys have to do is they have to find a different way to do it. You know, they're more accurate. They're a little better with their irons. They scramble, they putt better, but generally they're not going to rank very highly in the strokes gain ball striking statistics because they're just at a massive disadvantage. So, you know, if you try and target, or if you want to try and find like good ball strikers this week, you're going to find very few. I mean, most (laughs) of them are right at the top here. Everything else is crap. So like, you know, that's why if you're such a slave to stats, you kind of got to move away from that. Um, How are you doing with that? By the way, are you doing okay? You know, I'm, I'm actually okay because I'm taking the philosophy of this week. I want to just look for somebody who just does maybe one or two things. Well, doesn't yeah. have to be great, but anything they can find to kind of give themselves a little bit of an edge over everybody else. Cause like, I mean, just the types of players at this tournament are just, they're not very good. And there's, oh. you know, so you know, if you look at the leaderboard last year, it mostly was, you know, shorter, accurate hitters, you know, good putters don't really pop on the stats, but they do a couple things pretty well. So I don't really generally have a type this week to target, you know, and it's, it's kind of because on one hand, this could be a putting tournament just because, you know, what we saw last, last year, on the other hand, if the winds kick up, then, you know, iron play is going to be pretty important. But one of the things I kind of dug into last year, look at the leaderboard was, you know, there is no strokes gain data, but like how the top 20 guys kind of did. So, so you look at the top 20 and I looked at how, you know, what the percentage of fairways hit was. And, you know, the guys in the top 20 hit about 60% of their fairways um, off the tee, which is about two or average. But what I noticed was, you know, most of these guys are pretty accurate off the tee and they actually underperformed a little bit, you know, as far as what their averages were. So that tells me right there, you know, Port Royal is kind of a difficult golf course you know, off the tee to hit the fairway, you know, that makes sense. There's some crosswinds, you know, so the, the fairways aren't all that wide there. Um, so, you know, generally speaking, you know, guys are gonna be hit a little more out of the rough. Maybe they do, but most of their green and regulation stats were 
well exceeded their averages. They hit about 72% of greens and regulation for the week. So that tells me right there that there really isn't that much of a penalty of not hitting the fairway. Maybe that means the rough isn't that, isn't that deep probably means the greens are pretty receptive. So, you know, overall, I'm not really going to be too concerned with performance off the tee this week, whether you're a longer hitter, a shorter hitter, accurate interact. I don't really care this much off the tee, how you do, you know, and then after that, just, are you good at a couple of things? Like, you know, like, how's your iron play? How's your scrambling? How's your putting? And then like, you know, if you just find a couple of guys, just have a massive advantage over the field, because even if like overall, they're only gaining like 0.1.2 shots per round. Generally speaking, overall, there's so many bad players that that's actually going to be a benefit this week because all those stats gauge, it's just how you do against everybody else. And if you're just better than everybody else in relation to the field, you know, even if you're only gaining, like, even though you don't like show well in the stat sheet, it's going to be, you know, better overall in your ranking for the tournament. I got you. <laughs> there are so many bad players in this field. <laughs> so many, man. I mean, and, and listen, at least we're back to a cut event, right? That's kind of exciting with all these bad players. You have no idea what's going to happen. All right. So uh, before we jump into the DK tiers, uh, we got to let you know that we're also brought to you by my bookie at my bookie winning season means the NFL is in full swing and it's your chance to win big. There's no sweeter feeling than watching your team storm back in the fourth to win the game and put cash in your pocket. Whether you're a first time player, a veteran in the game, taking underdogs or siding with the faves. The fact there is, there is no better time to get on the action. Join now using pro promo code SGP 20 and you can grab a free $20 wager with your first deposit to bet on anything in the sports book. That's right. My bookie.com is oh, my bookie.ag is giving you the best chance to make your first ever bet a winning bet. And it's on the house NFL action, NBA finals, MLB, the winning season is here, baby. And it begins today exclusively at my bookie.ag. All right. So these tears, a little sticker shock at first in all of them, right? Kind of. Uh, uh, I mean, the guys over 10K aren't that bad. I mean, the fact that they're priced at 10K is insane, right? Little yeah, but shock. I mean, there, there's there's some good <laughs> there's some good players here. Yeah, no, there is, there is. But I'm but I'm talking about the sticker shock, right? So, all right, we know. So we got uh, Todd, defending champ, eleven thousand one hundred. We got uh, Willie Z, ten nine. We got Varner, ten seven. Doc at ten four and Grio at ten one. Uh, give me, give me your. I mean, there's not too many up here, so give me who you like and who you don't like. Who you gonna play? All right. Well, I mean, I, I, we've come on this podcast before, and we've kind of poo pooed, you know, Will's Alatoris just because, from my perspective, there just isn't a whole lot of rounds in order to gauge him. You just don't really believe in the guy and just want to fan because everybody's, you know, is hyping him up to the moon, basically. So, yeah. I mean, contrarian, shocking. Right. But all he's done while we've kind of poo pooed him is he's finished top 10, three of the first four tournaments. And I don't think we, I don't think we've poo pooed him. I think we don't like his price. Right. I, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he's priced against, you know, weaker fields. Yeah. You know, he played the Sanderson, which I think he actually missed the cut there. So that actually didn't work out, but he finished top 10, the Shriners, which actually was a really good field. I forget what the price point was there. He was about this point for the Corrales. He finished top 10 there. And then the U S open, I think he was dirt cheap. That's when he really popped pop there. But right. I mean, listen, the guy's ball striking is awesome. He's getting 1.9 strokes off the team with his approach shots. Um, you know, I always thought that he was one of the, like the young guys, a lot of these younger guys who come in the future. So they're really good ball strikers. Bad putters. You know, we saw Matthew Wolf kind of struggle with a putter when he first came on. 
Uh, Hovland notoriously struggles with the putter. Morikawa, we just talked about, struggles with the putter. Zalatoris actually isn't that bad. He's about two or average in his first four starts. So, I mean, listen, like he does one thing better than everybody else in the field is that he hits the hell out of the ball. So, you know, I, I I'm kind of done fading them and I, I think I'm going to ride this week. You know, uh, two really popular guys. I think a lot of people like who I like this week as well. Harold Varner, the third, I mean, it's yeah. it, it, he hasn't won yet in the PGA tour. If he doesn't win this week, I mean, that's kind of an indictment on him. And one of the oh, knocks on him is, What's that? That should be nice. It's not an indictment on him. It's hard to win a golf tournament, man. This is the one of the weakest fields he's ever been. I know. Listen, I like HV three. I'm just saying it's not an indictment on him. Uh, <laughs> I, all right. I'll be a little harsher on him, but I mean, <laughs> but nice I mean, one, one of the knocks on him and I, I heard him um, on the cover. I forget what tournament it was. It probably was a shiners, but you know, he has such good ball sharing numbers. What keeps him held back is the putting numbers. So I looked at the putting numbers. They're actually not as bad as what you think. Yeah, over his last four terms, he's gained about 0.3 strokes per round with the putter, which is pretty good for his standards. So maybe this is the week he busts out. And then Doc Redman, I mean, just what's not to like about this guy? I mean, the ball sharing numbers are really good. He, you know, he's a little streaky with the putter, but he can show winning upside putting with it. Those are three I like. I got a feeling you're probably going to like at, at least two of those three. Oh yeah, so I love HB three. Uh, I like I, I. You're right. I I expect him to pull through this week, but I'm not going to kill him if he doesn't. Like I, I just feel like I, like you said. Uh, so it's like, it's actually closer to point four, right, on putting, and that's that's the biggest thing for him. And he's not going to get stared down by anybody big on a Sunday if he ha- happens to have the lead. I don't think he'll shrink in the moment, which I feel like kind of what happens to him when he's doing well. I mean, he's once again always a great first round leader bet. Right, it comes out storming and then kind of fades over the weekend. But I don't think he'll fade over the weekend. This I don't, I don't blink at his price point here. Uh, I, I just can't get behind Brendan Todd at eleven one. I just can't. Like it's too expensive for his recent form. Right, like it just is. Like I know he's a defending champ. I like fading defending champs anyway. So uh, I don't need much more than that. Uh, and. Yeah, I like uh, I like Willie Z more than Doc Redman. I think Doc Redman is going to be a little chalkier, and yeah, I, I, and I don't I don't trust his putter. I just don't like. I know I know these are like insanely slow greens, but I still just don't trust it. Like that's it. I mean, I just don't like he, he, he and Grio with his putting. Fuck that. There's zero chance I'm taking him. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, I we, we had a conversation to pull back the curtain a little bit. We had a conversation that you had quote unquote major disagreements. And I thought because I know you've been on <laughs> Google before real. when we were on this yeah. podcast, and I, I thought that was gonna be him, but I'm glad you're on board with it because listen, like his ball striking numbers are really good, but you really don't know what you get with a putter. No. <laughs> so if you want a good ball striker in this tier, you have three other guys here who exactly. are much better putters than right. generally. I mean, putting right. is a variable stat, but they're, they've shown they can actually put up good stats or at least be average. Grio can like put, you know, put his way out of a tournament immediately. Dude, he, so he can, he can lose nine strokes to the field. Like yeah. he's bad. Like bad. Yeah, and, and, and one other thing that's scary too, he's coming off a tournament where he gained three strokes overall with his putter, which is, I think the best I have on record for him in a while. So yeah. can he really do that two weeks in a row? I don't think yeah. so either. So I'm off Grio. I mean, with Brendan Todd, listen, like the one thing to keep in mind is like from a stats perspective with the ball striking, it's always going to look terrible, but I mean, you got to keep in mind that he is playing usually stronger tournaments than most other guys. So in relation to his performance against yeah, yeah. everybody else, he's not going to do as well. 
this is a better golf course for him because it does mask a little bit of his ball striking deficiencies because it's shorter. The green seems to be a little more receptive. So, I mean, there's that's, there's a reason why he ended up winning last year, but I think you're right. I mean, like 11, one for him. And like, even though like the stats are against better competition at the end of the day, you score what you score. He just isn't right. really scoring. So, right. I mean, T 47 at Zozo 52 at CJ, like whatever about the U S open. Actually, he got 23rd at the U S open, which is insane. And he got it. So he looked good actually rolling into the last two, the CJ cup and the Zozo uh, eight, 20, 23. Right. But at 11, one, uh, I'm going to need you to do a little better than 20. And obviously this is obviously this is a weaker field, but he went to two weaker fields and did worse. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like you look at like golf course, fit. I think, I think Sherwood probably should have been a Brandon Todd golf course. I mean, and it wasn't. So, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to be off Brendan Todd and Grio, and I'll probably be having Varner Redmond Zell's horse this week. Yeah. I'll probably be heaviest on uh HV three. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to make a decision between the other two on who I'm going to stick with. I don't like spreading out that much with this type of talent above 10 K I'm fine with. If there's like four guys who I think can win the tournament and go 25% on each and differentiate somewhere else. But I feel like I got to pick HV three and I, I right now I'm leaning Willie Willy Z and uh, just kind of eliminating everybody else. Um, all right. So the nine K nine K range, oh boy, Charlie Hoffman, McCarthy, Stenson, Tringali, Ventura and Malinati. Oh boy. <laughs> Did you say Malinari or Malin? Malinati. I threw oh, it at Malinati. 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 Chowder had an accent yeah, there. What do you want? What do you want from me? That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, is Francesco in this? <laughs> no, and if he was, I'd bet him. <laughs> That's true. All right. I mean, overall, I don't know about you. I, I don't really like this tier at all. Like, I just I I think it's just because I, I know what's coming next, and I don't really see a whole lot of difference between this range and the eight thousand dollar range. Like, and honestly, there's not really a whole lot of inspiring golf being played by really anybody. I mean, I guess if, if you had to put a gun in my head, I mean, like, listen, pure Malnati's playing really good right now, but he's also playing way, 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 way over his head. He's had a couple weeks off since I think he finished what second at the Sanderson. I think he finished like fifth or something at the Shriners had a couple weeks off. Like, is that going to kill the momentum? And like, like the dude is not going to gain five shots T to green every single week. Like he has been doing for the last two weeks. So, I mean, listen, like I, I know like he's the hottest player in this tier that Bob could follow up pretty quick. Uh, I mean, Charlie Hoffman, I think you kind of get what you get out of him. Yeah. You know I mean? Solid. You know, he'll put up a clunker every now and then um, his recent form doesn't really look too great, but he does have some good results mixed in there um, over his last 49 rounds. Uh, he's gained about 0.4 shots per round uh, with his ball striking. Potty's been a little up and down, but he's at least positive over his last uh, 50 rounds too. So, I mean, it, it is a little expensive at this price range. I don't love it, but he's someone I could, if you wanted to use him, I, you know, you can do it. And then Tringali. I mean, I always like Tringali. He's not really playing great, but as far as like his long-term trends that maybe he could regress to, you know, he does fare a little better than most everybody in this range. So, you know, he's been pretty good with his scoring clubs, his irons and putters generally, you know, this year. So I can do that, but just overall, this, this is not really doing it for me. Well, here's where we disagree, my friend, because I love Christian, Oh, Christopher uh, Ventura, dude. I like, 
he was so chalky going to the Shriners, right? Like we talked about him. Everybody I listened to talked about him. I saw him rode up everywhere and he got cut. Right. But prior to that T six, T 52, T seven, T 15, right. He was hot coming in and I know he gets carried from, you know, uh, off the tee and his putter. Right. But he's not terrible in around the green, right? 55th in the field. No, around the green is not very good. Hold on. You, 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 you keep you keep talking all <laughs> so so he's fifty fifth in the field. Up. His approach numbers have been bad, right? So his approach numbers have not been good in the last twenty four rounds. Um, but uh, he raced sixty second in the field out of that. But if he can in a on a short course like this, get off the tee okay and get there, I, I don't know, man. Like I feel like he was so chalky the other week, and I feel like people are gonna be off of him. Um Whatever I, I I like him in this range. <laughs> I like Denny McCarthy too, and another putter guy. I know, I know. Uh, you hate taking that, but same thing. Another Shriners cut. Another guy who was, uh, or I'm sorry, he got fit like T57 or something like that. But prior to that, people were on him. You know, tied six, 41, cut 49. Like the dude puts his eyeballs out. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like if this is going to turn into a putting competition and it's a short course, like give me guys who can putt. All right. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't hate that hypothesis. All right. So going back to uh, Ventura for a second. So his short term, he's scrambling really well. He's gave up 0.2 shots per round of field, which actually, you know, relative to everybody else is pretty good. His long-term strength, he's gaining, he's losing about 0.35. <laughs> is that good? So, so I got, I got, I got, I got, I got losing 0.39. Okay. I mean, listen, like it might just be a little bit different, you know, as far as, you know, the number of rounds are tracking. Trust, yeah. trust Steve's stats, not mine. The, um... So listen, I mean, like my general hypothesis is, you know, like, yes, his T degree numbers look really good, but most of that is coming off the of T. I think that, I think performance off the T just kind of gets neutralized at the golf course, kind of like this this week, just because of the factors we discussed earlier. Um, isn't a really good iron player. So yeah, it, it kind of comes down to like how you're going to do with your putter. And honestly, I feel like I can get guys who, if, if I, if I think off the tee isn't really going to matter a whole lot this week, and it's going to be more of like, you know, with your irons and scrambling and putting, there's some guys I can generally find the same type of player down the card who can probably give just as much. And one thing I noticed looking at both McCarthy and Ventura is I think the last and correct me if I'm wrong. So they did really well at golf courses that demanded a little better off the tee. So the Sanderson, that's a pretty driver heady golf course. Um, the um, Safeway, that's pretty demanding off the tee. Generally longer hitters do well, do well there too. But then at the Corrales, I think Ventura didn't do very well. I think McCarthy missed a cut. Oh, uh, McCarthy missed a cut at the Safeway actually. Okay. So maybe I had a Maybe I had that backwards then. No, no, you're fine because because he didn't do well. He didn't do well at Corrales either. He did time. Okay, and that, but then, and the, at the at the Shriners didn't Ventura miss the cut too? Yeah, so that yeah, so, and, and and that week was where you could spray it pretty much anywhere, and yeah. that was a birdie fest, and he didn't really show up. He did, but so, he was. I mean, so that, popular so, coming in. I'm t- I don't know. Whatever. Maybe this is just my contrarian. Like maybe I think people are going to be off of them. Um, I liked them a couple of weeks ago going into that T six, T seven, T 15. So three top twenties, two top tens out of his last, uh, out of his last five. I mean, I'll take that in this field. Like, I just think he's a good golfer too. Like whatever. He's good. Listen, I, I, I like Ventura as well as a golfer. I just, I just didn't really like him this week, but I mean, if, if you have me pick between the two, I'd rather go with Ventura. I mean, okay. he has had a little better results. I trust him a little more too. Okay. McCarthy, I think I just kind of know what he is at this point. So, okay. um, 
yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't hate your Ventura, Ventura call at all. All right. Well, now we're going to the eight to nine thousand dollar range. You, this is the, this is the range you said you love, right? So I have a feeling we're going to be on the same players probably. Uh, so sa again, right? Like same narrative, young gun coming out with all those guys look good. Uh, last couple of events after, you know, not, not looking good when he first came out. Um, seems like a, seems like a weaker field, Norlander darling. Uh, normally everybody be all over him. And, uh, I kind of like Luke list. I know you hate him, but <laughs> I said it softly. Cause I really don't like that. And based off my bills, like I'm not, I'm not hitting a whole lot of these guys in this range. My two favorite guys are Sue and, uh, Osa and Norlander. And, uh, I'll let you, uh, tell me who you like. Yeah. I mean, listen, like love is a very loose term for this tournament. It's more the fact this that is, I look at this is 2 a.m. At, at the 2 a.m. at the, at last call, uh, uh, which, which girl is still here. I, I love you. Let's go. Something like that. It's, it's more the fact that like, I look at the $9,000 range and I look at the $8,000 range and honestly, I don't really see much of a difference there. So yeah, I think yeah, I just yeah. would rather go $8,000 range, maybe and get a little, I guess a deeper lineup, but I mean, overall, I just, I just, I like this, these, there's a lot to like, I can make a lot of cases for a lot of players in this. So like, like you said, Henrik Norlander. So ball circuits cooled off a little bit, but over, you know, over the last 50 rounds, he's one of the best. He gained about 0.6 strokes per round with his ball striking over his last 50 rounds. He's demonstrated winning upside with his putter. So that's good too. Like, I know he can do that. I like him there. You know, Justin saw, I mean, like, you know, he was in the woods for a while, but he did really well. The Corrales came back at the Shriners and had a very legit top 10. Like he didn't right. fake it around. He gained six shots with his irons yeah. he through the putter. Like that's, it's a really small sample size on him because all the tournaments he was playing is like the Latino America tour that just doesn't listen, have any. I'd rather, stuff. I'd rather be on him early than on him late. Yeah. Let's I mean, I, I, he's a very high quality player at a very good amateur career. So I like him there. I like Pat Perez again. He's a guy who's just playing pretty well. He's gained 0.9 strokes per round over the field's last 16 rounds. Good iron the, player. He can show his good last putters. two cuts. He got cut in the last two times he played. Hold on. Yeah, dude. No, no. Fuck that Perez. I like his flow. I like his, I like his cabbage, but I'm going to, we're going to take a hard pass on Perez this week. All right. You take a hard pass on him. I mean, like, all right. He's eight. He's out 8,000 bucks. I can see some upside there, but I mean, like, listen, there's a lot of guys that make cases for Aaron wise. I can make a case for him. You know, he's hitting the ball a little better. I know he's missed. He's missed cuts too. <laughs> he's, been missing cut, he's been missing cuts too. All right. So fine. Ad, your boy, Adam Schenk. Let's all go. He does is, all he does is make, all he does cuts. make cuts, baby. He's made 10 in a row. He has I 10 mean, in a row. I think his ceiling's a little lower than what you think, but oh, the guy just makes super cuts. low. Listen, he is legit a cut maker. And that's why I like playing him when he's like 6,700. Where is that now? Or, I don't know. But listen, I mean, whatever. I mean, once again, it's going to be tough to get 66 through, especially with this fucking dumpster of golfers that we have to choose through. Like, I I, bet, I guarantee you, and like, whatever they call it, the 100K resurgence on DK, like the, the basically the the cheaper uh, millionaire makers, they don't do ones for crappy tournaments like this. Um, I, bet you, I bet you it'll be like, Three percent of six to six through. So I mean, give yourself a shot, maybe, and give get yourself to somebody like Shank because yeah. the dude makes cuts. He ain't winning you anything, but he's gonna get that guy through and maybe get you a couple extra points that you need if you can hit the rest of your hit the rest of your lineup. Yeah, or even like or like a Mad McNeely. Like, listen, you like a Denny McCarthy who's really buy a bad ball striker. Who can putt? That's Mad McNeely. Yeah, I like McNeely too, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His he's like 
1200 bucks less than Denny McCarthy. So that, that, that's kind of what I mentioned earlier is like, you know, like you have your Venturas and McCarthy's like, you know, there's a little bit of ball shaking concerns, really good putters. You can find a lot of those guys uh, down the card. So, I mean, McNeely's another guy you make a case for. And you know, as far as Luke list, I mean, listen, most of it's off the tee. Really, everything else is pretty bad. He is horrific with the putter. Like, if this turns into a putting contest, you don't want that. I know he did well last year, but I know he did well that's last. One, that's, that's maybe one tournament, though. I know, maybe it's because the greens are so slow. He can finally putt. But did, I mean, it's literally the opposite of what we said. Like <laughs> slower greens. I'm trying to talk about slower greens. That's all. <laughs> all right. I mean, there, there's a couple other guys here too. We deserve time, but I mean, I, I've heard a lot of buzz about Rasmus Hojgaard. You oh know, yeah, me really too. T- Give me some info on that dude because I'm I'm a degenerate, but I don't follow the European tour. Yeah, so he's a really good Euro player. So he's 19 years old. He's already won twice on the Euro tour. He won the Mauritius Open back in December. Won this uh, like the the Euro tour. They had to redo their schedule too, just like the PGA tour, and they ended up creating a lot of these like one-off tournaments in uh, the UK. So I think he won like the UK Championship or something. I mean, it's a pretty crappy field he won, but listen, he's 19 years old. 19 years he old, won- winning already. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Listen, he is an awesome ball striker, like off the tee approach shots. He hits it long. Like everything you can want there. Dude can't putt either. He's kind of this, like every other young gun that we see come to PJ tour. The thing is though, like I've seen this game before I've seen these, like these unheralded Euro stars coming over playing these weaker fields, you know, on the PJ tour and they just don't do as well. So I've kind of learned my lesson with that. I'm just going to wait and see. I'm going to let everybody else, do, you know, take them and it's just, it's a pretty high price point, right? Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty high price point for somebody who we don't know really anything about. I mean, he did win the Euro tour. I mean, that's pretty good. And th- I mean, like this is a weaker field. I mean, it's probably just looking at everybody. I mean, it's probably a little stronger than what a typical Euro tour is over there right now. Um, yeah. But I just, I've seen this game before. You bring these Euro guys over here. It's just a different, it's just, it's different competitions, different golf courses. It just, it's, it's different. So I, I, I'm going to wait and see on them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> because I, I, I did hear a couple people talk about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. my little interest peaked. Like, wait, somebody I haven't heard of and uh, who's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Let me just bet him blindly. Uh, Cause that's my well, you know what that is. That's an analysis. That's like an analyst trying to show off basically like, Oh, I know this secret, right? What they don't really realize is that everybody's giving the same secret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know who this fucking dude is. I'm not gonna pretend like I know who this guy is. I'm not watching who the fuck is actually watching this shit. No one is watching this. No one who recommends this fucking guy has ever watched him swing a goddamn golf club. They're looking at shot link data and that's it. That's it. I, I, I actually watch. No, you. I no, actually you. watched a video of him last night. No, you. A video is different than actually watching a flow of a round, right? Like a highlight reel tape. Well, listen, I, I watched the Euro Tour. I've seen him play, but I mean, like, so I, but I saw there was oh, this guy I follow on YouTube called uh, uh, Peter Finch. Basically, he's just a YouTube oh, yeah, golf star. Yeah, yeah, and he had Rasmus Hojgaard on. They did some. It was actually kind of a stupid challenge, and you know, I was kind of hoping to maybe get a little bit of personality out of Rasmus. See, but he's like, he's kind of a stiff. <laughs> There's, there's not really anything to him. I mean, listen, he's young. I think he just doesn't really know. No, he's, I don't no. think he's really comfortable with skin yet, but um, yeah, well, I, I didn't come away too impressed. I can't believe you actually watched tape of this guy. He just, 
Well, you killed my rant. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the, um, all right. So listen, before we get into, uh, uh, we start getting into the uh, first layer of the dumpster. Uh, we're also brought to you uh, by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop with Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Listen, it's, uh, I love Thrive. We've talked about it on here a couple of times. It's awesome. Um, the response of the SGP listeners for Thrive Fantasy has been amazing. So they're hooking listeners up with up, <laughs> up to a thousand dollars for. So this has got to be the old read. Listen, uh, I printed out the new one, Sean. Sorry, bud. Uh, this is the newest link I have. Uh, so listen, I'll just go off the cuff. Thrive is fucking awesome. All right, uh, you get to pick player props every week. Uh, whether you're doing NFL, MLB. Uh, golf. And basically all you're doing is you're throwing, you know, 25, hundred bucks, five bucks into a tournament over under on props. And they're based on value and they're likely to go hitting just like when you're laying an actual player prop. It's uh, it's awesome. It's super addicting. I do the PGA ones, the football ones. It's, it's amazing. It's great. The SGP 20 or 50 is, or SGP matches you up to 50 bucks. Uh, the Thursday night game has come and gone, but if you just do SGP for the thrive, they'll match you up to 50 bucks. It really is a really fun product. Uh, me and Steve were talking about it offline um, over the weekend. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good thing to focus on because uh, it's not a huge as rake as uh, DK. And uh, if you're really focusing in on your player props, you, you can make some cash, man. So uh, go over to thrive, use SGP as your promo code and dump some money in there and make some money. Yeah, there we go. I, let's say I, I did a couple of contests last year. I, I or uh, last week, I love thrive. It's a lot of fun. I mean, props are definitely my bread and butter. Uh, definitely go do it. If, if, if you don't begin, maybe even getting a little fatigue from the, you know, your typical DFS filling out a lineup, go do thrive. It's different. It's fresh. And there's a lot of, it's, it's a good way to make money. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 you know, if you know what you're doing, it's, it's yep. a good Avenue. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, okay. I'll, I'll give those guys that thrive uh, credit. The lines are pretty sharp. The uh, there's not too many soft ones over there. And if they're soft, they're only giving you like, you know, 45 points, right. To, to take the easy way out. Like uh, the, the, they're pretty sharp. Uh, there there's no, uh, there's no soccer lines over there. So I yeah. actually can. No, definitely. Hey, can, can we, uh, can we do uh, one closing comment on Pat Perez? <laughs> yeah, sure. What you got? So, so I, I'm going to pull back the curtain. So I have a big Excel spreadsheet. I track every tournament, but one of the blind spots <laughs> is when, first of all, it's, it's manual where I have to basically like redo everybody's long-term rounds and short-term. And if a guy has a bunch of withdrawals, data golf doesn't record their strokes gained. <laughs> so I just discovered that my short-term form on Pat Perez goes all the way back to the workday charity open because he said, <laughs> because he's had so many withdrawals yeah. and he's also it was on like two, four or five weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah. And he's also had two events that are, no, there's no strokes gain data even captured. <laughs> so you know what? My love of Pat Perez, scrap it. He's scrap trash. it. He's trash. Scrap it. The gut handicap was like, he had two missed cuts. And you're like, what? <laughs> Right, so it's a win. It's a win for the gut guy. Um, this, this is where the numbers lie, guys. That's right. Numbers do lie. I can make numbers say whatever they want. I'm in fucking sales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, so seven to eight k range. Uh, I love this range, and it might just be because of my bills, so I focus more on on this range, right? Because I want to grab a couple of the high price guys, especially in a tournament like this. Um, I'll let you go first. Uh, I know we're going to be on one of the same guys, uh, but I, I think I got a guy who you don't like. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit. I mean, I don't 
really not like anybody in this tier. Like you can tell me literally anybody and I'll be like, <laughs> fine. All right. Like, I mean, listen, like th- there's, there's warts on everybody here. Oh yeah. So, so if, if you, but at, at the end of the day, even though there's warts on everybody, someone's going to pop. So, yeah. I, so like, I, I don't have a fade on anybody. You can literally say anything, but as, as far as I guess my three plays, I mean, one of those is I think everybody's favorite play. It's Wesley Bryant. Oh, the good. guy's just playing awesome. And it's catches so, so much steam. Too. It makes me terrified because he is definitely, he's definitely the most undervalued play. Like price wise, like he, he shouldn't be 7,800. <laughs> no, he should. I mean, we're, I mean, he's gaining about 0.9 shots per round with his irons over the last 14 rounds, 0.35 with his putter. Yeah. I mean, it's the best stats in this tier. It ranks up there with some of the $9,000, $10,000 guys, even. So, I mean, he's been great. Like, I just. He's so listen, close he, to Trink Gali, like, stats wise. It's yeah. insane. I mean, so you're getting yeah. a, a, you know, a $1,400. Price. Yeah, like a, a discount. Yeah, definitely. Right. So I mean, I like him. I I still like Substrocker. Like I remember sitting here, I think, for the Corrales, and he was over nine thousand bucks. And I mean, listen, like he's not really lighting up the results on the leaderboard. His stats look about the same as what they were heading into that event, right. and he's fourteen hundred bucks cheaper. So right. I mean, listen, like he like relative in this range, it's still pretty strong compared to everybody else. So, you know, I, I'm going to be back on him this week. And then Doug Gim, like, you know, like he had a really good amateur career. I think he finished second in that am, in the, the US Am a couple of years ago. I think he finished second to Doc Redman actually. And you know, yeah, it was it was at Riviera um that tournament. But anyways, I mean, so he had a rough start to his PGA Tour uh career over his last four tournaments. So he's been really good. He's gained 1.3 shots per round uh T to green over his last four uh four uh uh, over his last four tournaments, he's been solid to pretty much every area except for scrambling. You know, he's a little hit or miss with the putter, but I mean, he does ball striking really well and really well compared to everybody else. So, I mean, he's 7,100 bucks. You're not, you're going to find levels of ball striking, you know, in tiers above him that are just right. good to him. So I, I, I like him this week. I mean, there's a lot of guys I like, I'm not going to steal your thunder, but no, 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 you're fine. Listen, yeah. I love Wes Brian. Like, uh, I, I like Gim. I like Straka. Straka won me first round of leader money. I think twice. Uh, so I always love that dude. Uh, I like. I think. Sid. I think of the Corrales too. He he was first round leader. He was. First oh, by leader. the way, first round leader. Get ready. Do not like if there's a massive scoring adjustment in the first round. It's because these volunteers in Bermuda just they just don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't, see, don't, don't count so your you chickens see, yet. Yeah. So if you see, we'll have this one guys, on TV though. We'll have this one on TV. We'll be able to see most of them. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, not in the morning. Yeah, it's going to be in the morning. It's going to be on the gold in the morning. Well, like three guys. Regardless. I mean, make sure they sign the scorecard. And yeah, exactly. Don't, exactly. don't get too excited. Exactly. So. Wait, Wait, wait for that stack rush. Did you see that? So off topic, real quick. We're already running late. Um, the uh, that that poor prick who won the uh, the showdown last night for a million bucks. No. For the Chicago game. Stack. I, I, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't really. So stack correction. He was winning a million dollars, right? Stack yeah. correction took a sack back from the Bears. Went from a million dollars to three thousand dollars. Oh, that's rough. How do you not walk into traffic after that? Like, I don't think I, could, I don't, I do not think I could recover from that. I legitimately uh, do not think I could recover from that. Those, been, those stack been, corrections, like with the sacks and not a sack oh, are fucking too. nightmare. Yeah. Just what a yeah. nightmare. Like, uh, 
Christ, I've been through enough in my life. That would be enough. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I can't take anymore. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> that's it. But I like sink this week, man. Like, dude, that dude's a good golfer. Uh, the last, uh, let's see. Oh shit. Now I lost them. Well, I, I, I can recite a stat off the top of that, my head with Stuart saying, so, I mean, he was of course, and yeah. I, I think he lost like 11 strokes T to green at the, the Shriners. Oh, the Shriners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he looked he, he, he was good before that. He had 12th at the San, uh, at Sanderson farms first at Safeway. He won the Safeway. Uh, yeah. like whatever. And he's, he is a class above most of these golfers, right? Like he doesn't need to be long. Like he's good with his putter. He's good with approach um, or average with approach anyway. Good around the green. Like, I, listen, I think, I think sink is perfectly fine in here at 7,900. Um, and like I said before, bat Jones, <laughs> if it's going to be fucking windy. Give me an Aussie, man. I don't know why <laughs> I feel, I feel like I played him at a windy course at some point. I always have these weird little nuggets that just kind of like hang out in my brain and Matt Jones is one of them. And I'm like, all right, windy course play Matt Jones. And he was on, he was on it. And I was like, fuck it. Like, all right, 7,400 or wherever he is. Like, yeah, give, give me some, give me some Matt Jones. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like you said, there's no fades at this range, man. Like this is uh this is a, uh, this is dart draws at this point. Love Duffner. Once again, we've been over the Duffner love, right? Hot wife, one major lost wife, <laughs> like follow him around at TPC. Funny dude. Um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I like Duff in this range. At this point, like you do kind of got to be a little careful in here because it is a, because it is a cut event, but I mean, Christ, man, every single one of these guys can get cut every single one. Oh, oh, oh for sure. I mean, like, I mean, there is some legitimate trash in <laughs> like, this range that we'll probably talk about later, but I mean, you're right. I, I like Duffner too. I mean, one of the things about him is like the ball striking numbers always look good, but he definitely has like you know, something going on with the putter, like something mental, but actually his putting numbers actually hasn't been too bad recently. So, you know, that's kind of encouraging, you know, Wyndham Clark, that's another guy. He can really roll the rock too. I mean, he does the, he has that skill. Like he does like one or two things really well that can play this week. Brian Stewart seems like a type of guy would be good for this golf course. He's been hitting a little better lately. He can putt pretty well too. That's another guy I like. Um, And then two guys at $7,000 range, Cameron Percy, Rob Oppenheim, um, their iron play has been pretty good lately. They did you just, just mention you know, my boy Oppenheim. I did. I like him this week. Didn't even know who the fuck he was. You were like, wait, who's that guy? He's my I Massachusetts had, hey, boy, man. Hey, let's wait. <laughs> this way. I had some, I had some time and I realized <laughs> that I had some blind spots on the sheets. So Rob Oppenheim got added this week. And honestly, I liked what I saw. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, I'm all, I like Oppenheim this week too. I do. Cause he's a good putter, man. He's a yeah. really good putter. He's had some uh, good performances in uh, with his irons and his putters this weekend. Those are scoring clubs. So yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. All right, cool. You like Oppenheim too. Nice. I like it. Oh boy. Christ. I hate the fact that you like him that much. That means I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be so overexposed now. I'm like, Oh, I got confirmation bias from Steve that Oppenheim's a good play. 90% exposure. Uh, <laughs> hey, last, last thing. What about your boy Vegas? So, all right. Uh, I can, so I listen, I will have him. I just can't, I just can't recommend him anymore. Like I can't come out here and be like, you got to play him. You can't play him. He's a <laughs> hundred. He's a hundred to one this week, man. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm very well aware. Listen, I'm definitely going to get on some first round later on him. All <laughs> right. So, but I, I just can't play him in DraftKings anymore. Like I can't, like he's definitely more of a first round leader guy, long shot guy. Uh, DK wise is just, he's just, he just can't like, 
he looks like he should be a great golfer. And then it, nothing comes together. I don't get it. He's like the, he's like the defensive end specimen that your NFL team drafts and he can't get around the tackle. I just don't get it. I, I really, I really don't understand. Like Vegas should be good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've never really been a fan of his, so I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm not really on this week. I, I get the idea of Johnny Vegas just because he has won big golf tournaments. I mean, he has probably of everybody in this field. I mean, I think only maybe Stuart sink has a better resume than him. Yeah, you're probably so right. I just, I, I'm not, I just, I'm not, I just I'm, been burned. I'm once again, I'm just a scoring lover at this point. Like I'm going to sprinkle a little in on DFS. I do like him for first round leader. I always like Johnny Vegas for first round leader. Um, but yeah, man. Like I just can't, I, I can't, I like if I'm making 20 lineups, he's not going to be in more than two. Right. Like uh, most max for me is 10% just in case. And that's more of a FOMO thing because I've been on him for so long that if he finally hits and I'm not on him, I will run through a wall. So, so it's more for my own mental health. I'd rather burn, I'd rather burn some money than run through a wall. Um, All righty. <laughs> There's a little insight into how my brain works. The um, all right, so the super, the super dumpster dives. Holy shit, this is gross. Like, gross, gross. yeah. Like, I feel like I could drive. Like, because I live around a bunch of golf courses, and I feel like I could drive, pick up some tour pros who could give these guys a run for their money. Well, I'll, I'll say this because I remember when we did this for the Corrales. It's not as gross as that event, like that event, there was really nothing That's down there. Right. There, there's some golfers down here. Like, yes. there's, there's a couple of guys, Chris Baker, like, the birdie maker. Yeah. Uh, he, he, listen, he's down there. I mean, he's not really a great putter, but he's been better over in the short term. He's one of the best ball strikers in not just in this tier, but in this entire field. So yeah, that could play well. Yeah. I like, I like Baker 6,500 plus cool nickname. Uh, um, and, uh, Labiota. And then I heard, I'm not even going to, is it Glidgic? Glidgic? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a couple people talk about that guy. Oh, I'm not going to be an ass. I'm not going to be an asshole and pretend like I know what the fuck this guy is doing. This is what I rely on guys like Steve and, and, and other guys for talk to me a little bit about this dude, man. I've heard him talked about, I don't even know if you know who he is. Who is he? No, what, I what, do. And that's too bad. I, I don't like the fact that people have been talking about him. Cause I, I like him a lot. He's 500 bucks. I mean, listen, like over his last, Listen, like his, the stats are not eye popping just at first blush, but in comparison to everybody else in this tier and in this field, like it is. So he's gained about 0.3 strokes per round TD green over his last 16 rounds, have a shop around with his putting over his last, you know, 16 rounds. So gained 0.8 strokes overall. That's one of the higher clips overall in this field, just because it's just a bad field. So I like him. I mean, the, unfortunately, I don't like the fact that he's probably going to be that popular chalky play in this tier because that never plays well. I don't think anybody's going to be chalky down here. Let me just take a look. I mean, I, I was, I listened to a podcast today and they were pumping him up too. So the fact uh-huh. that you heard that as well, that's not good news. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I always love a Bo Hostler for one of these birdie tournaments just because he's such a good putter. And again, like this is a guy who there's a lot of guys more expensive that just are bad ball strikers, but can roll the rock. I mean, Bo Hostler, 6,900 bucks. He can do that. And he's made five straight cuts. So has he really, he has actually, he's he's made six of his last seven. 
uh, made five straight. His TD rate numbers are a little, I mean, they're still pretty bad, but they're better for his right. standards. So, and he is, he just rolls the rock really well. So, I mean, if, if it turns into a shootout, you know, that can hmm. be a good guy there. Um, you know, Andrew Putnam, he was a good player for a while. He got really bad just because his ball strike numbers are always terrible. And the putting, he was struggling with that too, but the putters finally kind of come back. Uh, he actually has had, I mean, the T degree numbers look ugly, but he, he hit his irons. Well, I mean, decently well in two of his last three tournaments. I mean, we saw Hudson Swafford come out of nowhere and win um, the Corrales. I mean, maybe Andrew Putnam could do that too. I mean, like yeah. the guy, get, the guy can get really hot with the putter. So who knows? He's six, 400 bucks. I get behind uh, maybe, that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, like, I Labio is a good golfer. Well, I mean, not quote unquote good. Uh, for you know, I like him. I think he's solid. Over his last sixty rounds, gained about 0.86 strokes uh, tee to green. I always love Will Gordon. He always falls short of my expectations. He's sixty six hundred bucks this week. There is upside with him. You know, I mean, if you're just throwing a dart and hoping he can make the cut, then you finish top, you know, twenty five or so, that could do it. And then I have always believed. And Ali Schneider Jan's talent, and he's sixty two hundred bucks. And he's been stuck on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's gonna, <laughs> and he got stuck there again because of COVID. I mean, I still, I still remember. He's super he cheap. He's right. He is. I and I, I will never forget in my brain when he went toe to toe with Henrik Stenson at the Wyndham. I think back in twenty eighteen, I want to say, and he hit this beautiful stinger off the tee on 18 that just like, it seemed like it just like started low and just like rose, like kind of like one of those fastballs that like look like they rise a little bit. It looked like that with the shot tracer. Like I just, I've always loved that game and he played awful and lost his card. I really hope he comes back and I've always been a believer in him. So if there's a D gen special for this guy over here, it's probably going to be me. Probably going to be Schneider Jans for me. Uh, uh, you're muted, buddy. Uh, capper you're muted. All right, it's because well, I was taking a drink. They um, so all the all that that was a long drink. Yeah, listen, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. They um, so all the actually did a keg scan, guys. Yeah, listen, I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking my Bombay. We're doing this a little later at night. It's been uh, it's been a week already, and it's fucking Tuesday. Listen, boys, you know we're all human. We're drinking, and doing this thing, trying to give you guys some entertainment, make you guys some money. Uh, I'm sure when you listen to this, if you're not in your car, you're 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 drinking too. The, um, um, yeah. So I mean, I've, I I mean, really, I just like the only person I really focus on down here is two of the guys you touched on was uh, Baker and Putnam for all the reasons you talked about. Like, I legitimately don't know enough about these guys. Um, and I'll dig in a little bit more tomorrow and I'll try to get a little more active on the Slack channel um, with the DFS plays. Uh, I just get so busy during the day. I get a, I get a pretty, um, <laughs> I get a pretty job where I stay busy and, uh, but like a hostler that's that piqued my interest, man. I like that five, five of the last six cuts. And then I don't need much more than say you believe in somebody's talent to have a $6,200 salary relief uh, in some DFS. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, he, he might get a little popularity this, which is because he is a familiar name down here. Some people just think, Oh, Ali Schneider dance. Where's he been? Right. So that could be another guy. Uh, one more guy I want to throw out to Chase Seifert, 6,600 bucks. The last time he was on Bermuda greens, he gained nine strokes with the putter. So, I mean, I don't That's a lot. know, uh, I don't know offhand if he's a Bermuda specialist, but that piqued my interest. Very good. And yeah. he, and then like most of these guys are pretty poor ball strikers and have negative, you know, ball striking yeah. stats, but he's one of the only guys that has positive, um, 
Shorts gain with his approach shots over the long term. Uh, yeah. For him, it's 44 rounds. I think this is his first year on PGA Tour, so that's basically covers the entire thing. So, I mean, he can hit his irons decently well for this tier. I just saw him have a massive putting week that shows he can at least get there. Uh, that could be another cheap option you might want to consider. Yeah, especially if it is going to turn into this, right? And so that's another thing we actually. So um, we'll get into the Slack channel, and, and we'll definitely monitor the wind, right? Because I mean, um, uh, we're gonna have to figure out where the wind's gonna hit for the tee times. Because I mean, depending on what draw you get, I mean, some of these guys that we like, you know, if they're going off on Friday afternoon when it's gonna be, you know, forty mile an hour gusts, and in the morning is gonna be ten to fifteen. I mean, you have to factor that into your decision. You really do. Like, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that big a win, right? And and they they're talking about Gus that much at some point on Friday. Um, yeah, I mean, my, our analysis tonight is just player specific. I have not looked at the tee times yet. So right, right. And full, so, and so, full disclosure. Yeah, yeah. If, no, if, if, if we have talked about somebody either. who has an afternoon tee time, then yes, you have to consider, especially for a showdown too yeah. on Friday. It is you have to do everybody in the morning then. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like. I think almost everybody will do that at that point. And then maybe you just go contrarian because <laughs> I, I like mean, to lose good, good luck. Cause I like to lose money. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, um, all right. So who's your big shot this week, man? Who you got? Well, I mean, my big short is actually a bunch of golfers. And I, I already said that I did a like bunch tonight. of golfers. I, listen, well, all right. It, 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 it'll make sense when I say it. So I already said, I didn't like the $9,000 tier. Oh, okay. uh, this week, I think none of them finished inside the top 50 in the leaderboard this week. I don't think I Wait. don't really have high hopes for any of <laughs> what? them. Wait, so none of them inside the top 15. None of, none of them. Top, none of them finished inside the top terrible. 15. I mean, listen. All right, so you have Charlie Hoffman, yeah. who listen. I mean, like he's he is what he is. So I mean, Cameron Tringali, he hasn't been playing very well lately. You have Ventura McCarthy, who I wasn't really high on already. Pierre Malnati, who is due to have the floor. Oh, that, drop out that, of that, that, yep. that dude's going to fall down the trap door. Yeah. Like and then my boy, Henrik Stenson, who I love, hasn't even finished in the top 20 this year. Like, listen, I like, I love Stenson. I think like, like I look at his ball striking numbers and like, I just, I, I keep waiting for him to come around, but like, he's been so oh. bad with the putter all this year. And the fact that he hasn't even finished inside the top 20, he hasn't even really played any tournaments. Like that's kind of concerning to me. Yeah. So, I, I know, so I don't know who's, I don't know who's clicking the button on Stenson this week. He's got to be super long. I don't know. I mean, like he's a big name. I mean, like even like, like I see like, like a sense and like, I, I'm not sure how reliable these percentages are, but I'm seeing 15% ownership on this week. <laughs> that's 15%. I mean, like, or even like a Brandon grace who is playing grace. But because he's a bit, well, because he's a big name, he's going to get a little ownership as well. A, so, so that's, that's, a, that's, so that's, a, that's how, you know, like people who like legit, like just the gents, like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like if you think grace is a big name like that, that's the thing, right? Like fucking like we've talked about it on the podcast. He was addicted to Tommy. So he's dead to me forever. So fuck Brendan grace. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but like, is it really name recognition going to drive that much? Like, how are you going to, how are you going to click on Brendan grace? Well, because I mean, he's like, all right, I've seen him do well at majors. Like, I mean, I've seen him yeah, but win tournaments. Now. Yeah. But some, I saw Roger Clemens that. throw fucking 98 miles an hour when I was a kid, but he blows listen, now. Listen, some people don't do their homework like we do. I guess. You know? Sweet. But that actually, is, so actually this is a question for me. Like, are there still casual like DFS golfers out there right now with football season going on? Or is it just all of us degenerates who listen to this shit and go play? And like, we all have 
decent knowledge. Like, are there any, are there any real fish jumping into the Bermuda? Fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think gambler is going to gamble. Okay. That, that, that's what I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I, mean I, I think, I think there's dead money in probably any, every of these contests. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You see it with like the flash drafts, right? You'll see like, you'll see somebody be injured in the second quarter or something like that. It'll be gimpy. And you're doing a third quarter draft and you'll see somebody draft the injured guy. And it's like 25%. I'm like, sweet, 25% of dead money. I got to beat 75% of the field now. You know what I mean? Like I wish there was more dead money in PGA, uh, but whatever. We just got to be sharper and better. Um, and before we get to uh, the sharper, better bets, uh, let's go ahead and Finish it up with Ace Per Head. Uh, ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer service going 24 7, have some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. So what do you like this week for some matchups? Some matchup props. Oh, yeah, you, you, you mix it up a little bit. I do. I do. I can keep going. You did. Man. All right. So, uh, you know, we, we both really like Justin saw this week. Uh, he's matched against Danny Willett, uh, minus one ten. Uh, that's one I really I like. I well, that, I was did, my, did, that was mine, except I took the stroke and a half at plus one fifteen. Oh, oh, oh! So he's favored by one by one half. No, no, okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm laying, I'm laying one and a half. Okay, all right, I'm, gotcha. I'm plus so, money. All right, nice. That's I like that too. So yeah, I mean, listen, like Danny Willett, like he shines some, he shows some signs of life that BMW PGA Championship, but it was really because he had a really good Sunday. It's pretty bad the other three rounds. Uh, and I think he missed like six straight cuts heading in. So, I mean, the only word of caution is every time I have tried to fade Danny Willett, he ends up pulling something out of his ass. But, but this is, um, I feel like Danny Willett plays well at hard courses. This isn't a hard course. Well, if the wind blows, it'll be hard. But, I mean, the wind's going to blow. It's fucking Bermuda. But I mean, like, it's not going to be, it's it, no, you're fine. Trust me. Fuck Willett. No, all, right. <laughs> all right. No, I, I, no, I, I, I already put my money on that. And I'm, that's, that's what I'm going with. Um, I made reference to this earlier. Um, there's some really bad golfers in the $7,000 tier. Uh, one of those guys is Max Homan. Like he had a really good run, uh, and during the California swing back in February before the world completely just shut down. Um, lately though, he's been awful. He's, I think he's losing a shot and a half T to green over his last four tournaments. He's probably against Kyle Stanley who has his own problems on the greens, but he's a much better <laughs> ball striker right now. He's minus one ten against Max Homa. I like that too. And then Doug Gim is minus one ten over Brandon Grace, who we just talked about, who is just a really trash player right now. Yo, come on, man. That's two. <laughs> I had Gim, I had Gim over Grace too. Um all right, so uh, I told you uh, so over will it, but I'm laying the stroke and a half, and then uh, I like HV three uh, over pretty much. <laughs> it was funny. I, I like him pretty much over everybody, but I like him over Todd, um, and I'm getting plus money at plus one hundred five. Um, I like Ventura over Grio, and I'm getting plus money at plus one ten. Okay. I like that. I, I, I like that head to head match of uh, Ventura over Grio. So yeah. even, even though I don't like him for DFS, yeah, it's I a good bet. Play, neither I, one I of those is just like, they're both shaky as shit. So give me, give me the plus money. Well, I think enough of Ventura as a player that I would like him over Grio head to head. So I, I, I like that bet. Nice job. All right. So how deep are you willing to go 
on your outrights? I mean, I went fairly deep on one of the guys. I mean, like I, I, I took two of the favorites just because I really like this. So Harold Varn, the third 25 to one. I just like love the it. price. I, lo- yeah. I love the, what he shows on paper. I like there. I know you're not as high about on doc Redmond. I'm a little higher as well. I thought 28 to one was a reasonable price just because of who he is. I think he's going to break through at some point. I like that. And then I went down the cards. So Sepp Straka is 55 to one. Okay. I just, I just, you know, I look at the numbers and I liked him at the Corrales. He didn't really do anything there, but he's basically the same type of player as he was back then. Okay. I, you know, I, he's, he's just solid in most categories. He's pretty good off the tee, pretty good with his irons, pretty a putter. He's a little deficient with his scrambling, but you know, I mean, he does a lot of things well, and right. that's type that's generally what I'm looking for. So, you know, that's, that's a guy like, um, you know, I've seen Wesley Bryan's price be a little higher on other Brooks on my, on my book. He's 90 to one. I mean, I just, I had to do that just because of how he's been playing. It already moved to, uh, I was, uh, I was looking somewhere else earlier today. It already moved to like, uh, 70, so like 70 is picking oh, up on my bookie. It moved to 70. No, not to my bookie somewhere else. Uh, it okay. Just it's up to 70. So it's picking up steam. So if you can grab it at 90, grab it at 90. Yeah. I've seen it as low as 60 to one on some other books. So yeah, if go grab it at 90 and then Andrew Putnam, a dart throw at one sixty to one, I've seen him win a birdie fest before. Oh, I yeah. like some of the short term, you know, form he's shown a little bit. I mean, it's not showing leaderboard, but I like that. I've seen good iron play. I like that his putters back. Could I see him getting to 20 under 21 under this week? Yeah, I can definitely see it. If he just gets hot with the, the putters. So, you know, 160 to one, I'll, you know, I'll do it. All right. I like it. So I'm the same thing. HV three, uh, instead of Redmond, uh, Ventura 33 to one. And then we said, I like 40 to one for so, and I didn't go too. I only, I only threw two dart throws. Um, with the real, <laughs> with the real deep ones, uh, it was Wesley at 90 to one, which is, I don't know how it's still available. Um, and then, uh, and then I did do Vegas hundred to one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so, um, all right. First round leaders. Uh, we know, uh, we know moon off needs this shit. He's like mainlining first round leader bets. Uh, I just, I just hope he does an OD one day. That's all. Um, I love. I love Ventura. I love Vegas. Ventura's forty-five to one. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind Sink. I don't love Sink, but I don't mind Sink. But I love Bryant. I love Vegas. What do you think about? What do you think about? We, have, we didn't even talk about RCB. This was a guy everybody used to play back in the day. About back in the day, I mean, like pre-COVID. Like, what happened to this dude? I mean, I just think the ball strike has really fallen off on him. But one of the things that he's actually putting really well lately. So for first round leader, I think he's sixty to one. That's actually one of the ones I like this week. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sixty. Bryant's fifty-five to one, Mm -hmm. and RCB is sixty to one. And this is a dude I used to throw in my line because he used to be consistent. It seems like, and I don't, I don't remember any specific instance on what made him fall apart. Like, because this dude's got talent to compete, and in a field like this. I mean, we saw like, you know, and Alex Noren kind of fell apart a little bit. I mean, yeah. it just sometimes it just happens is, you know, yeah. I, I, he's not that young either. He's been around for a while. So maybe he just, maybe just kind of, you know, fade a little bit, but uh, I mean, so, so the weather conditions on Thursday are going to be relatively benign, at least for me. I've only seen like winds made like seven to 10 miles per hour. Like that's, right. it's going to be a, it's going to be a putting contest. So I think with the first round leader is going to be someone that just gets molten hot with the putter and okay. just drains a lot of birdies. So, uh, so I have a big list here 
of guys who are over 50 to one who are halfway decent iron players, but are generally really good putters. So like you mentioned, Wesley Bryan, 55 to one Maverick McNeely, 55 to one Rafa Cabrera Bayo is putting really well lately. 60 to one Troy Merritt's putting a little better lately. He's 66 to one chest. Hadley can get out. What's that? Merritt's putting well. I think he's putting very well. He, he pops up one of the insane to hear. All right. <laughs> he's putting a little better lately. Then all right. he's 66 to one Chesson Hadley, 66 to one Brian Stewart, 66 to one camera, Percy chase Seifert, Bryce Garnett. They're all 80 to one. Nick Watney is putting a little better lately. He's 90 to one Bronson Burgoon's 90, per, 90 to one. And then Andrew Putnam is 90 to one. So, you know, I think those guys have a decent combination of, I mean, relative to the field. Yeah. Okay. Iron play yeah. above average putting. They get hot a little bit. I mean, and I think especially this week with their first round leaders, throw a dart. It's an easy field. It's a bad field. There's not many guys you really have to beat if their putter shows up. So let's uh, uh, let's join in on Oppenheim then too. Let's okay, do yep. Oppenheim at 66 because that dude can get super hot with his putter. Okay. Let's do I like that too. Putter. Let's do that. All right. Well, listen. Uh, this week uh, is trash. Uh, who knows what the Houston Open is going to look like? Uh, but Dude, we're two weeks away from the Masters, bro. We are. Hey, did, hold on. We didn't do a Thrive lineup. Oh, shit. We didn't, too. All right. Break it out. Let's go. All Thrive right. Line. So, uh, so the first one I like, um, th- this is, there's usually, there's usually one every week that I just think is a layup. So, Brendan Todd over three and a half berries. That's 85 points. I mean, it's just, it's going to be really easy conditions on Thursday. I think he can get at least four birdies. So, that's my first one. All right. Hang on. I got I'm look I'm pulling up my actual fucking lineup. <laughs> Hang on. I right, well, I'll do, I'll do another one. Just that, keep so. going until I find the yeah, goddamn so, thing. I can't find the stupid app on my phone. I have to search for it. So <laughs> Henrik Sensen, I know, I know I talked bad about him earlier, but his first round um, over under on his first round score is 69 and a half. That's only two under. I think he can get that at least. I mean, it's pretty easy conditions. I know he's a bad putter, but I think he's going to shoot at least under par the first day. That's 110 points. So I like getting more points on the under there. I'm going to take that. Well, what's funny is, is I went the other way. <laughs> I said, Henrik says an over 69 and a half, 90 points. We haven't seen him in forever. He doesn't look good. Uh, it could go either way. Who knows? Uh, okay. So I, I mean, I feel like that's a coin flip. That's why it's 91, 10 and uh, Danny Willett under 11 and a half bars for me is my second one, hundred points. Uh, I can see this dude bogeying birdieing. I, I just don't feel like he's going to be a very steady golfer. So I need seven non pars. I'll take that. See, I went over. I think he's gonna be a par machine. You think so? On this golf, yeah, because I I, I think it's going to be an easy golf course. That there's not going to be a whole lot of because there's not a whole lot of trouble you can find off the tee. There's not many you know penalty areas there, so I think it's just going to really come down to you know like I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of bogeys on day one just because it's going to so. be easy. So yeah, I don't. So I think he's going to have a lot of pars. So I took over. All right. Well, listen, this is the initial lineup anyway. The uh, I, I reserved the right to change my mind. Um, HB three under two and a half bogeys. I think uh, once again he's a great. He's always good on the first day, especially on a soft course if the conditions are nice. Uh, and I think he's going to be in the top of this field. So I took under two and a half. I I did too. I didn't feel great about this one, but I took it because I like getting the hundred ten points there. And I think he's going to get a hot start. So under two and a half bogeys for me as well. 
Yep. And I got under 12 and a half pars and bogeys for Redmond. Okay. Yeah. Right. 125 points. So it's either, it doesn't have to be six under. He can make 500 with one double bogey. You know what I mean? Or he can get an Eagle. Like, so that's a thing. Like there's, there's so many different variables. Like I'd like, I'd love taking those unders when those numbers are big and I'm like, ah, we can get a, we can get a weird round. Let's go. And uh, Redmond's a dude who can, who can go low too. All right. I, I like it. And then my, my last one is uh, RCB. We just talked about him a lot over four and a half Eagles and birdies. You know, I think he could probably get okay. off to a really good start. Uh, that's 115 points. So overall my potential possible points is 520. hit on that. That's probably gonna, it's probably gonna take the contest down. Yeah, it's definitely gonna take the contest yeah. down. So my last one is uh, under 67 and a half for Stuart sink. Give me 130 points. <laughs> All That's right. It. I mean, uh, and so my max points are five fifty-five. Uh, same thing. Like, listen, uh, I've taken. Like, I swear, I haven't hit less than four or five on these goddamn things. I think I didn't this past week on Thursday and Friday. I think I hit like three or five, but like the past couple of weeks, like I've been cashing. Like, I love, I love this thing. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I hit five for five on Thursday. What did you, what did you take it down? Uh, I took down. It was a bigger content. I took down. I think fifth. Oh. So. Yeah, a, a lot of guys did pretty well that day, but I mean, so you know, it was, it, I think it was a, it was the fifty man concert or forty four man concert or something. So it was a decent payday. So we're doing yeah, pretty I, well. I just do the, uh, I think I just do like the twenty five dollar one. Yeah, there's there's a couple there's like there's like twenty two like person entries. It, it was one of the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. It was like six, but yeah, I mean, listen, I was, I was so, hey man, money's money, baby. Money yeah, is exactly. money. All right, yeah. so. Yeah, man. Uh, look, come to Slack. Uh, I mean, this is where uh, Steve is going to drop the knowledge uh, for, for the weekend so we can adjust what we think happens now. Might not happen now, but listen, we adjust really well on the fly. <laughs> we put together good weekend lineups, showdown lineups, live bets, things like that. Jump in on that. Um, uh, listener League's already out. Um, I already sent it out. I was proactive this week, Steve. I sent it out pre-pod. So no fucking reason this thing shouldn't fill. Um, took it down last week, by the way, good lineup. By Congratulations. Me. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, listen, follow me boss underscore capper, uh, on Twitter. Steve's not on it. So jump on Slack, harass him to get back on it. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, uh, listen, green screens. Let's go. I mean, I think this is good. We got the masses come up in two weeks. I think we're sharp on this one and Houston open next week, man. Let's go. Big things coming. Let's go.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.